there. Happy Friday. I'm Mark Stedman and uh, this is Company Man coming to you from a newly cushioned bottom. I built a chair yesterday and I feel quite satisfied about it. I'm sitting on it right now. Mmm. That coffee is still too hot. Uh, yeah, um, so this thing arrived on Wednesday. It was day late. Um, nice, nice UPS man who uh, needed help carrying it up the uh, up the flight of stairs. I think it might. Uh, I think. I think. I don't know, like how UPS routes work and stuff, but I feel like I've uh, spoken to this guy before. Um, he, in fact, he might have come and delivered uh, some sort of Apple thing to me just at the beginning of the the covid times um and uh and back back when we were saying not exactly that it was overblown but that we were all you know getting 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 worried about certain things and it only affects this group of people which on reflection was a dumb thing to say and i'm i'm sorry that i was one of the people who said it uh cuz i hadn't really really realized that's kind of a selfish thing to say anyway uh, I carried it up the stairs with him, and um, he rolled it up the stairs. And uh, hopefully, it hasn't got um, it hasn't got uh, the Rona all over it. Uh, but I, I started trying to put it together on Wednesday night, and it was really hard. Um, I I struggle with uh, with with the the kind of the style of instructions that uh, often accompany these kinds of things. You know, they're ju- they're just diagrams. I would rather you actually wrote out the things for me. And, and in fairness, I only saw this yesterday and I should have actually just looked online because there was a guy uh, who uh, assembled it on a YouTube video. So I should have just... And, and I think he actually... He looked at the instructions afterwards, but he obviously like had a sense that he knew what he was doing and so he was kind of going without the instructions. And, you know, it's it's fairly simple, but it's it's nice. It's a nice chair. Uh, and it's oh yes, good. It's a good chair, uh, and hopefully, it will it will do me for uh, another few years. It's not. A, it was like three hundred notes, I think. Not mega expensive in in terms of uh, the chairs that podcasters want you to buy. Um, but it's a chair. It's a you know a chair that like a person will buy, uh, and uh, and it seems fine. So Guardian's soulmates went away. I saw this yesterday, as I was on my wormhole uh, walk. And because uh, I got the email from from Guardian from the Guardian saying, uh, "Yeah, we're uh, after so many years, or whatever, we're going to shut this down." And I like I I tried once or twice with the site, and and as with most dating sites, never had any luck. I I my face doesn't fit um, my face or, or personality. Uh, it just doesn't doesn't fit dating sites. Um, and uh, so I tried soulmates at one point, and it hadn't really panned out. Uh, and and I tried, I, or I'd, I'd signed back up again, uh, like a, a few days after my birthday, uh, and I hadn't hadn't gone for the full subscription yet. So I was like, oh, I'm not gonna. I tend to do this a lot, you know. You pay for a three month subscription or whatever, and they're really expensive. They're all. You might. I don't know if you know this, but they're really, really flipping expensive. All of them. They're all unreasonable, uh, and and the ones that are free are not very good. Uh, so I signed up and did did some swiping or whatever, and it was like, okay, and tweaked my profile, and got nothing, as as is always the case, because my face doesn't fit. 
Um, uh, but I, I kind of kept it there just in case. And, and in the meantime, I sort of went back to Bumble. And But I was a bit sad to see that because it's just like, oh, well, there's another avenue that's closed down. That was always supposed to be the one that like the the people I, the sensible people that I liked um, and, and knew who, who had been single and, and found relationships. That's the one they used. And it's like, oh, okay. So what else is going on? Um, I've been I've been um, flipping earworm central, and it's not helped by the fact that. So, as I talked to you uh, before, I've been working on this video to the Journey song "Don't Stop Believing," and man, oh man, can I not escape that song? I've stopped having an opinion on whether I like the song or not. It's just it's it, there has always been Journeys "Don't Stop Believing." And there will always be journeys. Don't stop believing, and I will. I will forever hold on to that feeling. Um, I was up late editing it again last night, putting some more finishing, well, some more finesse to it. But it's also not helped by the fact that I've been trying to play the song on the guitar because that's I I mentioned to my guitar teacher, which I, in hindsight perhaps shouldn't. Um, but but that was. Well, now nearly three weeks ago and so he gave me the sort of uh the broad strokes of uh of, of doing the bass line and then getting into the power chords which i'm I'm new to power chords um they're sort of almost not chords really because there's only two notes and it's a fifth apart and that's kind of it they're, they're useful because they're working major or minor because you're not you're you're not using the third um so i guess that's why that's possibly why they're called power chords maybe i don't know but yeah, uh, and 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 I've been making really good progress. Like I can play through the song. I mean, it sounds horrendous. It's a disaster, but I can kind of like start playing through the song, uh, and and that that's really satisfying. And I'm, there's a, a few times now, more than ever, where I'm actually doing the boom, ding, ba da down, ding, da da down, chick, and it's actually the bound chicks. You know, they're they're actually working. They're, they're, the 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 chick is going with the bound correctly, um, and it you know it doesn't sound awful. So I'm tempted because uh, my my teacher offered a couple of weeks ago because he gets it. Like it, you get to the point where you've got to now show your work, and it's so hard. And suddenly you're all you've just got five thumbs on your left hand, like and and, and none of them know what they're doing. Because you know you're suddenly under scrutiny, you've got to now show show what you've learned. Uh, and he was he said, look, if you just want to record yourself and show it, that's that's fine. You know, like do do that. Uh, and I, I might do that at some point, uh, possibly uh, tomorrow morning, right before my session. It's just like, hey, uh, I I am doing it. I promise. <laughs> but I'm really making progress with it. I'm really really pleased. But it does mean I cannot escape this goddamn song. <laughs> <laughs> and my brain is uh, is really not letting up because uh, it will just keep popping up and not necessarily the not at all the original song. It's just clips of uh, one sort of one or two very particular bits of the song uh, from the end of the video, and it's the bit that I'm sort of most most pleased with pleased with because it's just it's gorgeous. It's so it's so lovely, and and everybody's collaborating, and it's just oh anyway. It put me in mind of. Uh, a time that I've sort of given the name of uh, the vodka times. And it was uh, a two-week period in my life in 2008, 2009, actually, where I was the closest to feeling like uh, someone who might suffer from agoraphobia than I ever have. 
and it was just I can sort of look back on it now and just say it was just a, a period of um, intense anxiety and a bit of almost this sort of mania with the same thing with the earworm. So it, I, I felt like I'd gone a little bit mad. So when I was when I was very very young, I got slightly obsessed with. So I had a karaoke machine and I had a few tapes and like you know these pop compilation karaoke tapes and usually one side of the tape was the song with the vocals that had been you know redone by a session singer and then the other side would have just the instrumental and I would sit up in my bedroom my tiny little box room and play Doom or one of the Commander Keen games, or uh, what was there? There was a weird game called Of Mice and Men, I think, or Crystal Caves. Anyway, I got into a period of a few days where I would have this almost compulsion to play this. Well, I would I'd play the album, this the album, this tape, back and forth with the with the karaoke versions, and just flip flip the tape and then I'd, I'd you know be playing whatever I was I was playing whatever game and I don't fully remember exactly what happened but I, I do remember that I got sort of obsessed with the the karaoke version of Thriller and got like a sort of yeah just like my brain really locked on to this version of Thriller and got kind of just really like it just got stuck on it, like it was, you know, like a stuck record or whatever. And I couldn't, I couldn't not listen to it, and I hated it at the same time. I hated listening to it, and it was making me scared. And I got to the point where I remember being skating around in our tiny back garden outside in the sort of um, the paving slabs and feeling. I, I could still, I could hear. Of course, I could hear the song because I've been listening to nothing but it rattling around in my brain, and and. The, the, specifically, really, the, the Vincent Price bit at the end. It got to a point where I had to sort of exorcise it, kind of cut it out, and, and so I took the tape out and tried to... Oh, what I wanted to do is unspool the tape and, and do something with it, cut it up or whatever, but I hated it, and I think I still do, that sort of ribbony, very thin, ribbony cassette tape. And so I don't I think I think I might have asked my brother to unspool the tape for me. I don't remember what happened in the end with it. But I do remember this this weird little period, and it's obviously when it when when this sort of part of of my 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 brain goes unchecked, that becomes a thing, and it sort of happened, you know, like twenty years later or whatever. There was a song by the Temper Trap called "Sweet Disposition." Then, if you remember it, and this is happened once or twice where I would wake up. And the song would seemingly be played at the same time that morning when I was waking up. It happened in 2005 with a song called Oxygen by, ooh, what's his name? Willie Mason. Yeah. Willie Mason had this song called Oxygen. And I remember a few times waking It may, might have only happened twice, but in my head, it's like it, it was a lot more. Waking up and Oxygen was just ending or just being played as I was waking up. And so it, the, when that happens, I don't know if you've experienced this, when that happens, the song takes on a sort of ethereal, almost magical quality because it's 
it, it sort of came from your dream, if you know what I mean. Like if you never heard it, if you've never heard it outside of that, and you're you're only waking up to it, it sort of becomes of your dream, and it becomes yours in a way that a, a, another song isn't, because it's like you conjured it, and and it's in this incredible. I, I know I've been using the word liminal a lot, but like it, it's in that really interesting liminal space between the waking world and the and the dream world. Um, and it's sort of this 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 thing that crosses both crosses that boundary and it's so odd and i remember really being impacted by that really positively by the song oxygen but the, the, for some reason the song with with the temper trap it was that same thing where it would it would come out of a dream but there was something about it that it didn't i don't know it, it it wasn't working in the same way. And I, I was having this period where I wasn't really working and I was supposed to be freelancing, but I didn't really have much work on. And I think I wasn't much enjoying the work that I was doing. And so I was obviously worried about paying the bills and it's just yeah, anxiety. Got to pay the bills. I've also got to go and shop every week and I've got to feed myself. And I can remember the, the this sort of two week period Going into um, Iceland, the the freezer shop, local freezer shop, and buying a few things, and I would always buy these big bottles of vodka, and I'd never really drunk vodka before. And there's the the sort of one of the, one of the 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 nights, the sort of nadir, a little bit like that moment when I I had the thing with um, with Thriller, is that song just it wouldn't leave my head and I turned the light off to get ready to go to bed like hearing the song sort of in my head and it, and it was just like it, it felt it felt like a bit of a ghost it felt I was a little bit haunted by it and it was really odd and and so I think I think it was that night I sat in my bed and tried to like really give myself a talking to because I wanted to go out to these uh there used to be these get to do you remember people used to meet up do you remember that um there used to be these these sort of meetup things where people would go and talk about social media, and and I'd wanted to go to one of them for ages, and I just couldn't get the, I could I was too I was just too scared, uh, just too awkward and felt too, too shy and too frankly too disabled, um too noticeably too visibly disabled to really be able to just go and have a conversation with people and to be a grown up and work uh you know like to, to network that was the whole point it was networking <laughs> that was that was the thing and i've always been terrified by it networking and the fact, fact is i've done all right you know what i mean like i'm 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 fine for someone who who's terrified of networking uh, i've done all right for myself so you know it's not it's i will say this it, it ain't all it's cracked up to be right this networking thing yeah, it'll make you feel better, and maybe you've got that friend who's really awesome at it. But take it from me, like I ain't done too bad. <laughs> I'm, I'm all right, you know. Um, but you know, sort of a long, long story, not really short, but long story ended. I, you know, I, I, I got out and I did. I, I you know, I went out and I, I, I went to a thing, and it sort of made me reevaluate a few things and 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 actually got me to a point where I just thought I don't want to do this anymore I want to I think I think I want to rejoin the world of of employment because I I just don't think I I can't live with this sort of anxiety and I I didn't necessarily think about it in those terms I was just like 
I think it's I think I really want to get a job again. And it, and it was going out to a thing uh, that, that got me to that point. You know, it was actually just stepping out the door and, and having said to myself before, and I, like, I'm very bad at giving myself a talking to. They, they've never seemed to work. But something something in it, I don't know. It, it didn't work. You can't talk yourself out of these things, I, I find anyway, because I'm sort of too smart for my own. I'm too smart for myself. Like, I don't believe myself. That's ultimately what it is. Um, and maybe you know what I mean. Like I can, I can tell myself you're this, you're that, and the world doesn't think this of you. And it's like, yeah, but you know, you're just saying that. Like, I, you're not fooling me because I'm you. You're not, <laughs> you know, like you can't pull the wool over these eyes. These are my eyes. But I, I did enough to be like, got myself to go to a, a some sort of thing. I think it was to do with the the radio station I was working with at the time, and and it was. Um, it was just enough for me to meet a couple of people and be like, you know what? I think I'd quite like to have a job again. And, and you know, uh, it, it got me it got me to, to look for a job and get a job and and the rest is history kind of thing. So, yeah, I uh, those are the vodka times. An odd little moment, really, with this sort of... I think, you know, now I'm much more equipped to notice those moments. And I'm going to talk about that in a bit. Um, we'll take a break from this from this brain stuff, um, but you know, I think I think I'm more more equipped to to notice what is basically a spiral. You know, I think it was just a shame and anxiety spiral. That's really all it was. It wasn't a breakdown or anything like that. It was just a I let the wrong things in, um, and and it just and that part of my brain that latches onto a particular idea, especially a snatch of a song or something. But it can be a memory, it can be a fragment of a memory, and my brain will just keep replaying it on, you know, like bam, bam, bam. Yeah, I was listening to uh, Charlie Brooker, and, and a conversation I had yesterday was really fascinating. People talking about um, those that have gen- generalized anxiety, which is something I don't, I, I, I blessedly don't suffer from. This sort of sense that the world is is definitely going to 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 blow up or there's going to be some kind of looming catastrophe and people feeling a sense of secure security almost right now because they're the, sort of not exactly the worst is happening, but a very bad thing is happening. So there is that comfort. There is that sort of, it's, it's I think, satiated that prepper, that sort of doomsday mentality that some people have of like, I've got to be prepared for the doom times. Oh, oh wow, the doom times are here. And... All right, I, I'm ready now. Like I can spring into action. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of the, the the spring is now uncoiled, you know. And I, I can, I, while it's not something I share, I can understand that. Um, and I, I completely sympathise with a certain person who's like, maybe they feel a little bit bad about feeling okay during this, but I get it because, yeah, you, you know, you've lived your life thinking something crap is going to happen, and now something crap has happened. It's like cool vindicated <laughs> now i can get in and, and do what i what my brain has been preparing me for you know i get that i do um so yeah it's just a a couple of a couple of interesting chats that i've had like more and more i've been sort of aware that that is a really valid legitimate thing that lots of people are feeling and and kind of just wanted to address that because as much as i talk about how how what anxiety means to me like that is completely black and white different to, to how you know many many other people are feeling so i really wanted to 
to make that point. Um, all right, let's do a, um, a few rounds of simple pleasure, guilty pleasure. Da 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 da. <laughs> um, <clears throat> all right. Uh, so uh, if if you're unfamiliar, this is um, these are things that uh, if you want to play along, uh, you can tweet uh, using the hashtag simple pleasure, guilty pleasure. There's something about me that quite kind of likes the fact that it's quite a long and cumbersome hashtag uh, because it kind of says everything in the hashtag, you know. And uh, so it's 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 in three rounds. I'm just going to list a thing that is a simple pleasure and then a thing that is a guilty pleasure. Hashtag simple pleasure, guilty pleasure. Uh, number one, breaking the smooth, that smooth top, the sort of almost the skin on a jar of peanut butter. You know where it's just, it's it's whether it's smooth or chunky underneath, there's that almost film, that membrane that you get to then dig your spoon into or your knife into. And there's a there's a an almost bittersweet sort of pleasure in destruction of that pristineness but just it's like the you know the the first footfall on unbroken snow it's it's that same sort of i'm going to destroy something pure that that sounded quite dark um but yeah like just breaking into that and then oh yeah like marmite has a similar thing but yeah peanut butter is is really good for that and then uh, guilty pleasure eating that peanut butter directly out of the jar with a spoon Mm, so good. So bad. Simple pleasure. Uh, a good good morning routine with the smart speaker. So I have more smart speakers than organic life in my flat. Uh, and I use them on a daily basis. Uh, and and my, my routine at the moment uh, means that I get up and um, I sit and noodle and um, sort of build my day on the iPad. And then when that's done, I sit and I practice the guitar for half an hour and I use my smart speaker and said, hey, hey, lady, uh, dingus, uh, set a practice timer for half an hour after I've tuned up and then do that. And then I go into the kitchen and say, hey, smart speaker, hey, dingus, good morning. And it plays a a routine. So it gives me a benign, banal fact. <laughs> uh, like today, it's Andy Murray's 30-somethingth birthday. Hmm. And then it will do my flash briefing. There's only two things and then the weather. Uh, there's BBC News, Pod News, and then the weather. And uh, then it will tell me what's on my calendar. And then it was supposed to play Radio 2, but that's not working at the moment. And so I'll then I'll then tell my smart speaker to play Radio 2. But that's lovely. Like, there's you know, you're, you're filling, the, you're filling the, the, the hot water, um, filling the basin, the sink, with your hot water and you're getting ready to wash the dishes from your breakfast or the night before and uh, you get your smart speaker to just tell you some stuff, tell you what's going on, keep you caught up with the world. It's nice. It's a it, it's a really lovely sort of easy way in. And yesterday, uh, Radio 2 played an old soul number. I'm trying to remember what it was. And I danced with Roscoe. I danced with my cat. I had him in my arms and he was quite happy there. And... um like actually not yeah actually happy not like cat owners were like oh no he's loving it and you just see these massive wide eyes of terror um like he was just you know just being being lumpen in my arms and uh and just looking at me sort of dolefully and it was lovely and uh and we because uh, one of my favorite moments i should have listed this as a simple pleasure and it's i love it and i don't know why it was this song but for whatever reason just a couple of years ago when he was a, a bit smaller I put on on my my smart speaker in the kitchen 
Midnight Train to Georgia. I'd, I'd only, in fact, I'd only just got it, I think, the kitchen one. And I put on Midnight Train to Georgia and I just had him on my arms and it was, and I just, you know, bounced him a little bit and and it was just great. It's such a lovely little memory of just for like two and a half minutes or whatever it was. Ah, oh, so nice. Um, so yeah, a good good morning routine with a smart speaker. Simple pleasure, guilty pleasure. Uh, saying rude things to the smart speaker when um it doesn't understand me, like really rude, like really mean things. Yeah, I I quite like that. Uh, and then finally, simple pleasure. Uh, the sense of something clicking that you've you've been learning for a while. So for me, it's the guitar. Like when I actually hit that power chord and the fingers are in the right place, and you're like. Yes, that's what it's meant to sound like. Cool, brilliant. Keep doing that, and it's just like that click. It's it's a really good sensation. Um, guilty pleasure, bunking off for like a duvet day. I know it feels a bit banal, um, and a bit like oh, you know, wholesome kind of almost. But like that sort of moment of uh, of, of just going, you know what? There's things that I could be doing today, but I'm an I'm a not do that. I'm I'm going to sit and, and munch through a box set, you know. So that's Simple Pleasure, Guilty Pleasure. I'd love to uh, hear yours or read yours. Uh, just hashtag. Just just hashtag. Just use the hashtag Simple Pleasure, Guilty Pleasure uh, and uh, and let me know uh, what you uh, what you like. So I'm going to round this up because um, uh, I do edit this uh, now. Um, so I don't know exactly how long you've been listening for, but I've been going for 36 minutes and I haven't got to my final bit yet. Um so it, it circles back a little bit to what I was talking about earlier. Um, and you might have seen the title of this episode is is Let the Right One In. And that's a, a, a sort of, I think, an apposite title for, for what I'm, for the concept that I'm trying to get into this morning. And it was a thought that I was having about those moments of, so this whole week, it's been pretty good. I've felt mostly sort of positive i've had those moments of sadness and or frustration and felt it a little bit and i felt that tugging at me this morning i felt that sort of i was trying to listen in and figure like what is what is that that's tugging at me because i can feel a bit melancholic about something but there's something else there that's like wants to get in and i felt that sense of ah there's something that wants to get in and i'm not letting it in i haven't been letting it in for the week and i think a month ago me would have said that's negativity getting in and you're trying to be positive. And what I realise now is that's not really what it is because it's fine for negative thoughts to be, well, it's not fine, it's not ideal, but negative thoughts are a thing that happen because negative things happen. I mean, we know this, right? Um, negativity is absolutely, it is a part of life as much as positivity is. What is different and what I felt different this morning is it wasn't negativity. It was self-derision, self-loathing, self-doubt, self all of those things that are the opposite of self-compassion or self-love. And self-love feels a little bit, uh, uh, if you'll forgive me, um, Californian, you know? Like, I don't really like that. And it's a bit... Mm, but that sort of self-compassion, self-kindness um, is not about shutting out negativity. It's about embracing it and, and really hugging it out, you know? Um, and being being here for yourself in those moments, and I I'm an imaginative soul, um, and and you know I often view things in metaphors and and in in view things through through different prisms or, or allegories or, or or whatever, 
and this one like i'm 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 going to try and use v- more vivid imagery this doesn't work for me because it's just not what i'm interested in but i think it, it makes the image clearer hopefully in 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 your mind uh, and and again like i'm 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 offering this up not as any kind of like here's a way to think about the brain this is just like if this resonates with you then great that's i i hope it's useful so we are always driving we are in the driving seat right or we're in the, the we're in the, the the pilot seat but who we choose as our co-pilot is is like who we choose to go on that journey with us is like and it's not it doesn't always feel like a choice but that really does change how we behave and I can't remember the, the author of the Jim Paradox, but it's that it's it's a similar kind of thing. Um, I think he some of his stuff was perhaps a little bit. We've got planets, and then we've got a computer, and I think some of it was perhaps a bit. I think he maybe could have mixed a few metaphors that you know, like stick with kind of one 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 thought strand. Maybe it's a great book. I really like it, but like if I think a bit bit more about it now, like. There's a few metaphors there. We've got the planets, then we've got the computer and the chimp, and there's something else. And it's it's sort of I don't know the perspective shifts around too much, maybe. maybe. But in in my head, I'm thinking in very very simplistic terms. I really am thinking very simplistically here. Who we choose to be our co-pilot or who who gets to sit in that seat can can really make a difference to how not just how we behave, but how we think about how we've behaved and stuff. And right now, the, the my sort of co-pilot is is kind of a compassionate and kind one, and I've got two to choose from. This is why I've said call call this episode "Let the Right One In" because at the moment, I, I what I felt it's come off the back of of um, listening to this Neil, Neil Gaiman audiobook. So my, my my sort of imagery at the moment is is a bit darker and it's a bit sort of fantasy like and a bit magical. And but but for me what what wants to get in is is this sort of raggedy tattered kind of ashen colored thing and and that's not negativity that's not what's getting in it is what what wants to get in is the bit that wants to say that wants to patronize myself and talk down to myself and talk ill of myself and second guess myself and tell myself i can't do these things or that bit of life isn't for me or well that's why you know like to to take external things and make them about me and make them about my in inefficiencies or in uh, my my deficits or whatever and right now that thing's like pouring at the glass of my whatever you know like go back to the the co-pilot analogy like that thing's like clamoring at the cockpit to try and get in and viewing being able to view the desperation of that little creature and go oh dude, I'm sorry that you feel like that. Like have to be able to have compassion for that side of you is really useful, I think, because it gives you the ability to, again, not judge yourself because this is all us. This is all one person, but it's it's allowing you to say, I know you must feel occasionally like you want to judge yourself or like you, whatever. And and that's really hard. And, and, and it's a framing device for helping to sit with those uncomfortable emotions and uh, allow yourself to actually know that when you are feeling crappy about yourself that that is a natural part of life and to remind yourself that you know 
you're loved just and, and deserving of compassion just because you're a person, not because you're brilliant or because you've got these hidden talents, but because you're a person and you are deserving of love and of compassion, of kindness because you're a person, right? And there's something in treating that that sort of creature that, you know, for me, yeah, this sort of almost Gollum-esque thing that's clawing... Uh, clawing at the uh, at the cockpit to try and get in, to because it it so desperately wants to um, co-pilot, and it's been lo- it, it's been so used to sitting in that seat for so long, and it's like why can't I get in? And instead of like trying to banish it, you shall not pass, and all that crap, the the talking to ourselves that for me just doesn't work. So I don't you know believe myself. I can sort of turn to that thing and, and go, I'm sorry that you've been that you feel shut out. I'm sorry that you are shut out, but I can't have you in here now. But, you know, I understand you're trying to, you're trying to help. You're trying to keep me safe. You're trying to give me these self-doubt things so that I don't overextend myself and I don't do something that will challenge me so that I can't fail, you know, because if I can't challenge myself, then I can't fail. You're trying to keep me safe from that, but I can't hear that right now. I need to sit with this, this sort of kindness rather than sit with, the 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 doubting part of myself and i don't know if that is an advisable way of thinking i really don't um but it was a sort of a framing device that's helped me under like tell myself a story in terms of when i feel that tugging i've now got a i can label it and i can i can give it a thing and go right ah that's just this thing that wants to get in and if if neg- if I need to be sad, I can be sad. That's okay. Like let that in. If I need to be angry or frustrated, I can express that and feel that. That's fine. But I'm not going to make it a reflection on my on myself. So yeah, that's that's that. And I hope I hope that's sort of not too uh, earnest and you know kind of you know sincere and wide eyed and and whatever is uh, as perhaps it was last week. But um, yeah, maybe. Maybe maybe it's something I don't know. Be be lovely to to um see what you think. Let me know if, if any of that resonated. I have no idea. I really don't. Um, I'm, I'm borrowing lots of things from books, and you know we're all just trying to assimilate our own things, aren't we? Our own uh, our own whatevers. Um, and we we are I think at a, a different point now where the, the anxieties we felt six eight weeks ago are not the same things that we feel now. If if we do feel them, there's 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 a whole brave new worlds to explore, and. Um, yeah, and and we'll we'll do it together. So um, thank you for for spending uh, this this time with me. It's been a very very great pleasure, and uh, it's it's been lovely to have you uh, have you along all week. And I look forward to uh, to speaking to you again on Monday. Have a a spectacular weekend, and uh, go and enjoy yourself and and do some do some nice. You know, go treat yourself. <laughs> all right. Um, have a great weekend. I'll speak to you on Monday. Take care of yourself. Bye bye.